Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. Okay, so today we have the private money authority himself on the line, Jay Connor. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here to talk about the topic I'm so passionate about, and that's private money, because in our real estate investing business, that's made more of an impact endeavors than any other strategy that we use. Yeah, and and I'm going to tell you right now, Jay, we have a, a heavy, heavy um, entrepreneur, business, and executive um, audience, and they definitely don't like talking about money. <laughs> That's probably their favorite subject. <laughs> no, 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 not my listeners. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love man. it. Well, hey, just to, um, so today's topic, as everybody just caught, so how to, how to raise money. We're talking about real estate, real estate deals. Um, how'd you get known as the, as the private money authority? Where'd that come from? Well, I tell you what, I sort of backed into it. My wife, Carol Joy, and I, we started investing in single-family houses, and we've done shopping centers and condominiums as well, but mm. our focus has been single-family houses all the way back to 2003. And so, Adam, for the first six years, from 2003 to 2009, I relied on the local bank and institutional money, just traditional funding for my real estate deals. That's all I knew to do. Well, something happened in January 2009 after being in the business for six years. I called up my banker. I had two houses under contract that uh, I was looking for him to fund. And my banker and I had had this same kind of conversation many times. I told him where these houses were located, the funding required, and et cetera. And I learned like in a split second right there on the phone, Adam, I had lost my line of credit. My line of credit had been shut down with no notice. And I said, Steve, he was my banker at the time. I said, what do you mean you've shut down my line of credit? We've got a great relationship here for six years, never late on payments. I got a great credit score. He -hmm. said, Jay, don't you know there's a global financial crisis going on right now? I was just going to say, you said 2009. That's right after 2008. I can do my math. (laughs) Exactly. He said, don't you know there's this global financial crisis? And I said, No, but now you've just given me a financial crisis. I don't have a way to fund these deals. So um, I picked up the phone, called a friend of mine in Greensboro, North Carolina, told him what had happened. He said, well, welcome to the club of losing your line of credit. My bank shut me down last week. I said, well, how are you going to fund your deals? And Jeff, my friend, says, have you ever heard of private money? And I said, no. He says, have you ever heard of self-directed IRAs? I said, no. And so I hung up the phone. Pause one second, just one second. How many deals in were you at this point? Like roughly, roughly. Oh, roughly, probably, uh, conservatively, I'm going to say about 150 deals. That's absolutely amazing. So I love, I love bringing, I I figured that and that's, I love it. So you didn't even, and I bring this out for others that are listening to this, obviously in various levels. So you didn't even have this amazing information that you're about to give us and you were already over a hundred deals in. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, so I studied private money, um, learned about how people can use their retirement funds and Mm. move over to a self-directed IRA company and then loan that out to be a passive investor. And so, Adam, in less than 90 days from being cut off from the bank, I attracted 
$2,150,000 in new private money funding. And so that was a blessing in disguise. My bank, I only had a million dollar line of credit at the time yeah. with the bank. And so with raising private money, uh, I doubled my funding. And here's what's interesting. The next 12 months in 2009, my business tripled because there were all those foreclosures were going on and the banks weren't lending money. So you had to have the cash. So mm. I had all this private money funding available. And so I was able to pick and choose the deals that I wanted. And you know what's interesting, Adam? Mm. Since that day in 2009, I've never asked anybody for money. I've never pitched a deal. And people say, Jay, how do you get over, how, how have you got over $8 million in private funding available that you use from project to project? I said, mm -hmm. here's the difference. The traditional way of borrowing money for real estate, you go to the local bank or a hard money lender, you get yeah. on your hands and knees, and you beg, and you say, please fund my deal. But mm -hmm. we don't do that in this world. Which, by of, the way, you did for the first 100-plus deals. I want, cause, And I say that so that other people know that if you've done that and you've had some success already, you can learn what Jay is talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's the traditional way to borrow money. But in this world, we don't ask for money. We put on our teacher hat and we just start mm. sharing with people in our own network. And I have other ways as well, but sharing with people uh, how they can earn high rates of return safely and securely. And we teach our private lending program to just regular, ordinary people. And so mm. that first uh, $2 million, over $2 million, all that came just from people that I have a connection with, go to church together, business networking international, et cetera. So and you we just hard share selling. how they can earn this money. And I want to mm -hmm. make that distinction. You weren't hard because sometimes people, when they hear the word private money or when they hear like, oh, I have to go, you know, talk to my mom or this or that, whatever, you know, like I got to get every, everybody to invest. You didn't do that. You weren't hard selling. You were teaching. Like you were giving them something of value. And then I like the word you used earlier. So I want to just repeat it. So you attracted, right? Absolutely. There, the way that I do it and that, you know, the members of my mastermind do it is there's no begging. There's no selling. There's no chasing. Mm -hmm. There's no persuading. And, you know, desperation's got a smell to it. The worst Ooh, time. Say that again. Desperation. <laughs> Desperation. Oh, it's Monday morning when we're recording this at, at 10 a.m. You can't hit me with them that hard already, Jay. Desperation has a smell Desperation to it. Desperation has a smell to it. But the thing of it is, is you know, the worst uh, time to. <laughs> you like that, didn't you, Adam? I do like it a lot. Go ahead. But the worst time to be looking for private money is when you need it for a deal. That's the Amen. worst time. You know? Amen on that and I tell one. you, I tell you one thing, Adam, that just drives me crazy and makes me want to go throw up. And I know you've heard what I'm getting ready to say. These gurus that go around saying, oh, just get the deal under contract. The money will mm. show up. And I want to say, where is the money <laughs> going to show up? Is it just going to rain out of clouds or something, you know? And right. so that's why I preach and teach what I practice. The money comes first. Get your money lined up, ready to go, and there's always deals. There's always going to be deals. And just think about how much more confident someone's going to be 
when they've got, you know, $500,000 burning a hole in your pocket, how much more confident you're going to be on making offers and making more offers when you've got the money ready to fund. And, you know, by using private money, we can close in seven days. It just puts you in the driver's seat of your business. Yeah, and using that distinction, so I I was hoping you'd say that, and I caught you right when you said it. So that's what you're talking about when you said having, you know, eight million or whatever the amount was of dry powder or on the sideline, you know, looking for opportunities. That's what you were talking about, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's um, I mean, that's interesting. And I and when you say, I guess the the best time to raise money, uh, private money, is when um, before the deal, during the deal, after the deal, it's all the time, right? Like, <laughs> like there's always a, especially for if you're thinking about your your method of doing it, because you're constantly teaching and you're giving. Like that's exactly that's the emphasis of it. It's all about leading with a servant's heart. You know, I'm mm. not focusing on. I mean. This is all win, win, win for everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, as, as you just said, uh, serving, teaching, and, and letting people know what you do and how they can win. Hmm. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the beginner. Like, is this only for the sophisticated investor? Is this somebody that has to, I know, because we've been, you know, we've been talking about your track record and, you know, so when some people hear, and I want I kind of want to bring this down to earth for some, when they talk about even the thought of a hundred deals and that's, you know, back way back when for yourself. Um, and when, I, when we use these other numbers, 8 million, whatever the number is, um, that may not feel quite obtainable for somebody that's just starting out. Can this be done, you know, with smaller deals or like, like, how does that start? Absolutely. So actually private money, using private money, having private money available to fund your deals is the fastest way to get your first deal. And I'll tell you why. Mm. In today's market, there's like hardly nothing in the multiple listing service that is a deal. So all of the deals, all the real estate deals that we buy, single-family houses, we're buying directly from the owners of these properties, also known as FISBOs, for sale by owners. And these people, I have reviewed over the years thousands of what we call property lead sheets, analyzing the deals. And here's my statistics, Adam. After reviewing thousands of potential sellers that would sell to me and the numbers, my statistics show that only 13% of those people will sell to me creatively, such as subject mm-hmm. to the existing, no uh, seller financing, you know, any creative strategies to buy a house. Yeah. The other 87%, what do they require? All the money. They require the cash. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you've got the private money ready to go, of course, that's going to give you the deals. But back to the beginner. I hear this all the time from people that haven't done a deal yet. They say, Jay, who in the world is going to loan me money, and I've never done a deal? Who would do that? Here's the answer to the question, so here's a writer downer. If you don't pay the lender, if you, the borrower, do not pay the private lender, the property does. Now, what does that mean? What that means is is we don't borrow any money unsecured. We're backing Mm. all the notes. You will back all the notes by collateralizing the promissory note, which means the real estate that you're buying is going to be backing that note. 
and we borrow at a conservative loan to after repaired value. So we typically don't borrow more than 75% of the after repaired value of the property. So if you lose your mind as the borrower and go off to the Caribbean, there's mm. this nice large equity cushion for the uh, lender. Now, the lender doesn't want it back. They don't want to mess with it. Right. They loan you the money because they want to be passive, but they are protected for sure. The second reason, in addition to that, that a private lender will loan money to a brand newbie is that you want to leverage a relationship with a mentor or coach that's been down mm -hmm. this road before. And therefore, you can tell your new private lenders that you and your business partner have done X number of deals, right? So you want to, for goodness sakes, don't start out in this real estate investing world by yourself. Yeah. You want to join forces with somebody that can hold your hand. And I, I'm going to add one to that, and I'll, I'll add it from my experience, Jay. So my, you know, I, I was in finance almost 14 years before going into media full time the last eight years. Um, and I can think about that same question you asked when I was a financial advisor, like just building my book of business. And I think like, who would want to invest with me? Like I'm just starting out or I'm just getting going. You know, I just got my licenses or whatever. Like I'm like going back to the very beginning. And I think there's also just people out there that want to help other people and see them do good as well, especially when they know your heart's in the right place. If you're going at this thing, like the right way and you have the right intent and it's not just this, how do you, you know, not putting, not saying you said this or putting words in your mouth, but it's not this, just how do I make money off this person thing? And if you go into it from like building a relationship, I could think of some of my earliest investors, Jay. I mean, I haven't been in the business in a long time. I've watched their kids grow up. I've been to, you know, their, you know, birthdays. I've been to this, that, and I still have relationships with them, you know, eight years after managing their money. And they were some of the people that gave me that first shot. So I'll, I'll speak from the just motivational side of things. Like some people are just meant to be in your life, you know? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up that word relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for someone that I can have a transaction with. I yeah, want to no that look for someone I can have a relationship with. Yeah. That that is that's where it's at, and that's where that's where also like some of the things in when and I, I talk about this on the show pretty often is, you know, after you get to a point, whatever that point is for you on the on the let's just say the money continuum, where a little bit more money is not going to necessarily change your life or otherwise, and you start thinking about like how you want to live your life. When I think about some of the things that you've done, or at least from what I know outwardly, just learning about you. Like you, 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 you automated a certain amount of things. You've created a system so that you could continue to scale your business. But like, you're not working. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not working from what I've read, a hundred hours a week, right? Not anymore. I mean, like, you don't have to. And no, so you, no. you've done some things. So talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Let, let us all dream a little bit here. Sure. Well. The system and my business is automated. And what do I mean by automated? Well, automation means that either software takes uh, takes care of a particular task or another person does. So mm. I only do two to three deals a month, but our average profits right now are $78,000 per deal we do. I don't say mm -hmm. that to brag. I say that to make a point. You don't have to be in a big market, a large populated market, to make some significant dollars. You see, my total target market is only 40,000 people. 
So it doesn't take many deals at 78000 average per deal to, like, make a difference. So what is automated? Well, first of all, I don't have that many employees. I've only got three W-2 full-time employees. I've got a full-time office manager slash bookkeeper. I have a full-time personal assistant. And then I have a full-time acquisitionist that talks to all of our sellers and does the negotiations. And then another big part of automation is the CRM, the customer uh, management system we use. All of our leads go into this uh, software to where me and my team can be all looking at all the notes and what's happened ever since we started talking with that prospective seller. So I am in the business. And what do yeah. I, by the way, I'm in the business less than 10 hours a week now, less than 10 hours a week. So the question is, Man, I get it I all the time. More, I'm recording more than 10 hours. A, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, just, <laughs> just, I'm, 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 I'm what I like to say, hating right now, Jay. Go ahead. <laughs> there I'm you go. I'm a hater, man. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So people, as they say, Jay, in your real estate investing business, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. And I can tell you what I do. I make decisions. I make mm. decisions. So, you know, I'm not out there rehabbing my own houses. Somebody one time told me years ago, they said, Jay, I love rehabbing my own houses because it's like therapy to me. I said, man, anybody that rehabs their own houses, their own investment properties, (laughs) needs therapy, therapy. (laughs) needs therapy, you know. But so (laughs) what I do is I look at the software. I see here's my job. My job is to make sure the marketing machine is turned on and leads are coming in every day in our little teeny tiny market. So I've got three different companies I use for Google ads. I do Facebook ads. I do direct mail campaign to foreclosures. Uh, We mail to pre-probates, inherited properties. By the way, that's the hottest category of deals that we're buying right now. And that is inherited properties, people that are inheriting these. And that's going to be even bigger, Adam, as time goes on, because the older population is getting huge. Mm -hmm. And so many of these properties, uh, you know, that are inherited, the family doesn't want them or they live out of the area, et cetera. But back Mm -hmm. to what do I do in automation? Yeah, it's all about systems. I mean, when I started out, I was the most disorganized mess in the world. Mm-hmm. I was running this business on post-it notes, for goodness sakes. And so I just had to fix all that over time uh, to where, you know, I could run it instead of letting it run me. Mm. The big losers to AI, the post-it note manufacturer right there. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you just now said that, I'm thinking to myself, like when I first started, I'm like, man, I have, man, I went through Stacks of post-it notes. Take that. <laughs> oh my! Well, hey, you and I can relate, right? I'm like, get rid of the yeah. post-it notes and get and get the good software where you can put all your notes in it. Oh man, amazing! Um, talking to like for a moment because I didn't I didn't know you were that um, deep into CRMs and other things. And we're not going to get into any specific software recommendations, or anything like that. But but can you just talk about like on a high level the importance of um of like managing your data? So I you you mentioned one side of the customer, which is obviously the people that um you know the potential homes you're going to purchase, right? And but then there's Correct. the other side who you're selling to. Then there's the other side that you you got your investors, current investors, your potential investors. Like, can you just talk really high level on like the importance of managing data? Oh, if there's nothing more important than managing your data. Um, 
You can't I mean, grow without it, really. You no, can't. Or you I mean, have to hire a lot of people, a lot of people, and then and then is the growth and the revenue really worth it? Because you're spending everything in labor. Like it's exactly. You know, I mean, go ahead. So I'll give you perfect. So here is here is the proof as to why, as a real estate investor or whatever kind of business you're in, if you're dealing with, mm. with prospects, why you why you want to have your software? I just bought a house last week. Here in Moorhead City, North Carolina, bought this house. The after repaired value is five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, probably closer to mm-hmm. five fifty. I bought it for only three hundred twenty-five thousand, and the mm-hmm. rehab on it is about sixty thousand. I didn't mm-hmm. have to take that deal to the committee to get that approved. That's like sort yeah. of a no-brainer. So here's the point I want to make: this seller. Number one, it was an inherited property. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It was an inherited property. The beneficiary or the, the person that inherited that property responded to a Facebook ad mm-hmm. last year, nine months ago. Nine wow. months ago. Yeah. We've been talking to this person on and off for nine months. What's the point of the story? Well, here's a couple of points. First of all, if we hadn't had this person in our software and had her on follow-up, and there's a big key right there, never have somebody in your follow-up system that you don't know when your next follow-up date is Mm -hmm. that's going Mm -hmm. to task you or task somebody on your team as to when you should follow up, right? So if it hadn't been for the follow-up system, we would have never closed this deal and Also, if it hadn't been for this system, I would not have been able to track and remember, well, where did that lead come from, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Where did that lead come from? Oh, it came from a Facebook ad. And so, uh, and and here's a quote that I heard years ago. If you do not, um, if if you do not measure where your leads are coming from, in other words, you cannot expect a result unless you inspect and you can't inspect where your leads are coming from unless you're keeping up with it. So, yeah. I mean, the measurement, what's working, what's not working, what marketing methods are working, and the follow-up with the prospect. Um, and plus, if it's more than just you on the team, like I like, I might talk with my acquisitionist. Here, here's back to automation. I might yeah. talk to my acquisitionist over the phone maybe once a month, maybe. She works from home. She's been with me for 18 years. and But all of our communication is through the software. So this software sends me a task, and I'm notified that, hey, here's a lead that's come in. Here's the, here's the math. Uh, do you want the team to go look at the property? Do you want to get an opinion from the realtor? Uh, what do you want to do next? And when we get that information, then it sends me a task back and says, okay, here's what they're willing to do. Here's the repairs. What, Jay, do you want the offer to be? So I decide on what the offer is, but it's all communicated through the software. Mm, amazing. Hey, Jay, with the last minute or two we have here, I believe, um, correct me if I'm off on this, we got a book, right? Boy, do we have a book. The name of it is, and I wrote it recently, it's called Where to Get the Money Now, subtitle, How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Traditional or Hard Money Lenders. Fantastic. And, and not uh, only do we have I, the book, but I want to give it away for free to your audience. 
Oh, come on. Too good to be true. Talk, talk to, tell, tell them how to get it. You got it. And by the way, this is not an e-book. This is an actual book. I'll sign it. We'll three-day priority to you in the mail. Here's how you get the book. Rush right on over to www.jconner, and I'm an E-R, not an O-R, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. That's jconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. I'll send it to you for free. Just cover shipping. Well, Jay, hey, want to say thank you for uh, for coming on the show today and uh, really taking some time out of your schedule and really being an inspiration so that other people that are listening to this and watching this understand that they have, you know, they have options. There's ways for them to achieve financial freedom and there's a way to design a life that they desire and that they wish. You know, you've done it with automation. You've done it with your deal flow. You've done it with your systems. You've done it by creating a lot of value into the marketplace. So we appreciate that. And to the audience, um, if you're if you're here for the first time, hit that subscribe button. Don't 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 worry, it won't hurt you. Just just subscribe so you get the little push notification, let you know when the next when the next uh, one's coming out. We got some other mission based individuals coming up, just like Jay on the line. And uh, if you want to learn more about money, um, hit that subscribe button and tune right back in. Jay, thanks so much again for coming on. Adam, thanks for having me. <laughs> 